So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All right, hey everybody. Do you know it was one year ago today that was that I came home. This is a true story. You're going to love this story. I came home from somewhere and uh, my dog Grover decided he was going to jump in my car. So he jumped in, it was super, super excited, and then he jumped out. And when he ran out into my garage, something fell. So I got out of my car, which was in the driveway, and left my car door open. My car was running still, by the way, because I was going to pull it into my driveway. So I got out of my car, left my car door open, and I walked around my door into my garage to figure out what it was that Grover had like made noise with. Turned around, my car door shut, and it locked. And so my car was running with my phone in it and my keys locked in my car in my driveway last year on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, anyway, so, yeah. You know why I remember that? Because of Facebook, because I wrote about it. (laughs) So today, Randall and I, we took my car to the car dealership because the last three days it hasn't been able it won't hold a charge so anyway my, my battery's dead just so you know and it died I mean it was dead as a doornail just completely dead so my car essentially got a clean bill of health though with the exception of needing a timing belt so we were quoted almost a thousand dollars to replace that so if you want to donate to my timing belt campaign <laughs> oh my gosh so, happy Valentine's Day, people. Meanwhile, my little brother shares with me today that he hit a deer, and it only cost $10,000 to get his car fixed. <laughs> anyway, and his, his uh, fortunately, the insurance, you know, fixed, is going to fix it. But do you know that if you hit a deer or the deer hits you in the state of I guess, according to insurance companies, that's actually considered an act of God. That's what they considered it. That's what my brother told me. So, so you know, so when I was in California and I hit two deer, I wonder if that was an act of God. I don't know. I'm sure you all care about that, don't you? All right. So anyway, hey, happy Valentine's Day. Hope that you're having a good day. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing good. So what we're going to do here today (laughs) is we are going to, wait, hold on. I'm going to stop that. Stop that. Okay. Uh, We're going to go ahead and we're going to play two interviews and they're short. They're not that long of two people that we met at the, the Oklahoma Prophecy Watchers Conference way back in October. And Randall and I were like, you know, I have like seven or eight interviews left still of 
of that. We just haven't played them. So we thought today might be fun to do that because why not? <laughs> so Pastor Tom Hughes, uh, I did a short little interview with him and then Evangelist Don Perkins, who I'm sure both, you know, some of you know who these guys are. I mean, they're very biblically conservative, reputable Christian pastor types who actually preach God's word and they are faithful in doing it. Ah, and now I'm getting a call from my dad. <laughs> Would you answer it? Maybe I should answer it. Hold on a minute. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Just a second. Just a second? Yeah, my... I want to shut my TV off. You want to shut your TV off? Okay. Yeah. Well. So I can leave her with you. Well, I... <laughs> I'm in the middle of doing my show right now, but we were planning on going and seeing you in a little, in a, in a little bit. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you're having a Valentine's Day thing tonight, right? Huh? Right? Yeah? What? Is it... Is I didn't get you. Is, isn't where you live having a Valentine's Day thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to go over and see you in a little bit. Yeah? Uh-huh. How long? I don't know. Maybe an hour or so? Give or take. How can I, I, I eat at five? Yeah, I know. So eat at five, and maybe after you after you eat, we'll do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you too, baby. Okay. I'll, I'll see How's you. Your man? He's he's hanging in there. He's he's producing my show right now that I'm on live oh. on the internet. Do you want to say hi to everybody? Say hi to everybody out there in, in Internet land. Yeah. Okay. I'll see you later. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Ah, uh, wasn't that sweet? Okay, Precious. So that was my dad. Priceless. Yeah. It is. Hey, well, what do you do? And your dad calls you on the phone in the middle of your show. I guess you answer it. You answer the call. <laughs> Isn't he cute, though? He's 90. That was a 90-year-old man, almost 91. Um, yeah, so where he lives, they're doing this assisted living senior prom. Yeah. some You know, somebody there had a sense of humor, right? To call it a senior prom. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, hey. Um, so, Randall, do you want to... Uh, what do you want to do first? Do you want to say hi to everybody? Do you want to share with anybody anything important that you might want to talk to them about? No. Hi, everybody. And uh, <laughs> cut to Stacy. That's it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to play these interviews. So which one do you have queued up first? Or does it matter? It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, let's do Pastor Tom Hughes. Okay. Because... Pastor Tom Hughes, uh, you know, has been on our show, um, you know, oops, I don't know what happened here. Anyway, he's, he's been on our, our, uh, our show a lot and his show is hope for our times. And, um, 
ironically, I'm wearing the same thing in that interview as I am today. I, I could have totally passed this off as today, but except for part of my necklace. But anyway, so Tom Hughes, a uh, great guy. He's got a lot of books out there. He's got a YouTube channel. He's the pastor of a big church in California. And, um, and anyway, he was hard to get because during the prophecy conference, he was just all over the place. So we'll figure, we'll just, we grabbed him. So, uh, let's go ahead and listen to a couple minutes of me and Tom together. And, uh, I hope you enjoy this. Now we have Pastor Tom Hughes here. Yeah, we do. It's a miracle. <laughs> you guys have no idea how long it took us to get this guy. Anyway, hey, welcome. It's great to be here. I remember doing this last year with you. It was about a 30-second thing. That's all you let me talk last night. Remember? No. Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, well, okay, so this year, though, this is like Hope for Times. This is your ministry. That is? Yes. And uh, you are actually getting ready to do an Antichrist message. I am doing a message in just a couple of minutes on the Antichrist. And Pope for Times is the prophecy ministry that I have. I've been teaching Bible prophecy for a long time, quite close to 30 years. You do? Yeah. Is it any good? Of course. Okay, good. <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, okay, so tell people, like, I have new viewers, yeah. I'm sure, so, oh, okay. like, tell, like, your church and all that stuff a little bit more. Uh, and you've written some books, too. So. Yeah, I have a couple of books out right now. Uh, one book is called America in the New World Order. The other book is America's Coming Judgment. Um, I am pastor at a church. It's called 412 Church. It is based on three Bible verses. Uh, Acts 4.12, Hebrews 4.12, and Ephesians 4.12. And uh, basically it's win, disciple, and sin. And then with the prophecy ministry, which is a separate ministry, um, and it's just real exciting because I, I focus much of my spare time on the reality that Jesus is coming again. I have a Bible study every Sunday night at the church on Bible prophecy. In fact, I have guest speakers out there. Uh, Don Stewart is yeah. guest speaks for me. James Cadiz, a lot of people uh, come up. David Reagan. Oh, that's uh, nice. So it's pretty neat. Yeah. I touch you. <laughs> David Reagan, that's big. Don Stewart's big, big too. Yes, yes. Yeah, everybody's. Yeah. How'd you get involved in that? Uh, just you know, just teaching Bible <laughs> prophecy over years and doing conferences and speak, getting to know them. We have a few different TV shows we do on his channel. Oh, yeah. I have one that I do alone, then I have some uh, interviews that we do with a panel discussion. We have 20 million weekly viewers on the Breaking News program, so it's pretty cool. That's very cool. See, now he's got an audience. <laughs> But this is great. It is and great. we have a prophecy conference yeah. in June of 2019. Southern California. If you know anybody in Southern California that can make it, it's going to be huge. It's a three-day conference. It's going to be fantastic. Where's it going to be? Like what part? It's in it's in the Greater Palm Springs area. Ooh. Southern California. It's in a very nice, really nice resort too. And we reserved the facility. We have rooms that are reserved for the people. Uh, it's going to be a huge conference. I'm excited about it. Oh, that sounds good. Um, hope I'll for keep, our times. I, I, will, I will keep that in, in mind, actually. I love California. It's at hopeforourtimes.com, and uh, they, anybody get information on that. All right. Very cool. All right, mister. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See, see you next time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Here I am. Okay, mister. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so June, there you there you go, you heard it. There's a prophecy conference in Southern California in June. Uh, if you're interested in going and checking that out, that was super fast. He's really hard to get because uh, he's he was one of the more 
well, they're all popular, but he's one of the more visible ones. And he's got a mega church. It's actually kind of a offshoot of like Calvary Chapel. So just so you know. Okay. The other person that we had is evangelist Donald Perkins, also known as Don. Uh, he and his wife, Marie, were, were uh, both there as well. They live in Southern California. Their ministry is called According to Prophecy Ministries, and it's in Lemon Grove, California. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see how many Californians came out to Oklahoma for the conference. But uh, I actually had an opportunity to talk to him behind his uh, table that he was set up at. We actually talked for, I don't Randall, how long was this one? Um... This is just over six minutes. Really? Uh, listen to longer. this. Coming in June of... Why is that? Um, that shouldn't be... I don't know. I have no idea. But anyway, that's all right. Okay, so this one with Donald Perkins, which was yes. which was so cool, actually, to talk to him. Was that, that was only six minutes, huh? Okay. Yeah. It felt longer. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's because I talked to him actually a long time without being recorded. That's probably what it is. All right. So once Bareface gets that all uh, thing... Now, you'll see here, uh, he, he is such a well-dressed man. So, all right, Donald Perkins. Hey, everybody. Now, you know, three weeks ago, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know how long ago it was. We were at the, the Prophecy Watchers Conference, the second annual Blessed Hope Prophecy Forum in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, we were. And here we are. <laughs> anyway. Today, I am very blessed to have Donald Perkins, a.k.a. Evangelist, a.k.a. Mr. Cool Guy, a.k.a. Uh, Brother Perkins. Brother Perkins, he told me, uh, here on our show, and um, it, it really is an honor to meet you. It's an honor to meet you as well. I, I really appreciate your time, yeah, and you. you look awesome, you smell great. He smells better than anybody so far that I've interviewed. Well, that's funny. Yeah, so, okay, so... So if, it, if people don't know who you are, like what your ministry is, do you want to tell everybody what your ministry is? Yeah, we, uh, our ministry is called According to Prophecy Ministries. Uh, we've been ministering now for about 37 years. Uh, we've been full-time about 19. October makes 19 years of full-time ministry. Wow, congratulations. Uh, and we focus on Bible prophecy the end times. Uh, we try to make uh, Bible prophecy simple uh, for the common man. Uh, we allow the Word of God to do the talking, and uh, so that's what we do. We have a website, which is uh, according the number two the word prophecy.org. And uh, we've been online since 1995. Wow. We, we have a, a weekly program uh, on hischannel.com. Uh, our program is called Your Future in Bible Prophecy. Yeah, very cool. Okay, now, and you're here. This is your first time at this conference. At this conference, yes. Very cool. And so, um, do you have any books or anything? Yeah, we have, a, we have a, got a book here. This is, a, this is one of the manuals. We are teaching a number of Bible colleges, too. Uh -huh. And this is a manual that we produce. It's called, your, uh, it's called Bible Prophecy, God's Order of Events. So we give an, uh, a general overview of Bible prophecy. We also have a pull-out chart in the back. Ah, I can get it. Don't worry, pull we out, can get it. <laughs> pull-out chart in the back, which is a dispensational chart, uh -huh. or a chart of time. It actually it puts Bible prophecy in perspective. Uh, and just a number of other things. We have DVDs. We have uh, just so much. I know. But, uh, well, with all that years in Bible prophecy. Yes, we've got a lot, a lot of material. Uh, the chart is really good because it really helps. It's like a roadmap to prophecy. It puts... Uh, Bible prophecy in perspective. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Well, and that's important. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, let me ask you something. In all your years of you doing this, mm -hmm. why do you think people are afraid 
to look at Bible prophecy because you know I what I found I've I've been a Christian about thirty six years and most of the churches I've ever gone to even though they're mostly conservative and all that they don't talk about right. it because people are afraid of it because they don't people are afraid of the unknown and see that's why you need teachers to to make it simple where they can understand uh, we've been taught just a lot of falsehood yeah. when I grew up. I believe that I was taught that if you study the book of Revelation, you could lose your mind. When I became a Christian, when I became a Christian, uh, I would read everything else but any prophecy books. I wouldn't read the book of Revelation because I didn't want to lose my mind. But the Lord called me to teach Bible prophecy. And once I started studying, I realized that it wasn't that book that, that should bring fear. It's a book that brought hope. Right. So, and it's only one with a blessing yes, that's attached true. to it. But a lot of people, because they don't understand Bible prophecy, they are afraid of it, mm -hmm. and they don't want to get into it. They think it's all doom and gloom, but it's not. Right. Now, there is doom and gloom in it. Uh, God's going to judge those who who, uh, right. who, who, who don't accept his son. Right. But the overall uh, Bible prophecy is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what are some of your, like... Um, I usually, I have like A-list guest questions I ask people. I'm making up a new one right now. All right. <laughs> okay, out of, okay, out of all your famous, the, you know, Bible prophecy books, yes. what would be your favorite? Uh, I got a lot though. I mean, I, I like uh, Bible prophecy God's order of events because it gives a general overview for the common man. Uh -huh. A lot of times when I go into a church for the first time, the first message I teach is that one. Okay. Bible prophecy God's order. I deal with uh, what is Bible prophecy, why we should study it, uh, and then I give them a general overview. You know, like uh, what is the rapture, what is the second coming, what is the great truth. So I like that message because it can meet anybody uh, no matter where they are. You know, yeah. they don't have to be a deep scholar or anything, or they have never even heard of it. And we give them a simple understanding of Bible prophecy. Yeah. Now, have you found that their younger generation, like in their twenties and thirties, are like going, or they're scared of it, but you, you can kind of reach them with that? Yes, no doubt. Uh, we can reach them, but again, a lot of the, the younger people, and it's sad to say, they are afraid of it. a lot of millennials. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm in a lot of meetings yeah. where you don't have a lot of young people, and it's, it really breaks your heart. You know, but but what I do when we travel and teach, uh, I normally uh, ask the pastors to let the youth and the young uh, young adults, the teenagers participate in the service and every time they do they love it i know see i i i read that famous book from hal lindsey the late mm -hmm. great yeah. planet earth oh yeah way back in the day yes when i was like 20 yes and i got hooked oh yeah i did i got totally hooked yes. i got hooked on um toughness yes, yes. So, yeah. and now he's with the lord yes Yes. So, lucky him. Yes. All right. So tell everybody again where your website is, all uh, that stuff. Our website yeah. is www.according, the number two, prophecy.org. And uh, you go there. Uh, you've got a lot of materials there. We have a uh, video. We have uh, a bookstore, online bookstore, just a lot of material. Yeah. And you're going to, I mean, you guys, you're going to get some good, solid, biblical stuff, not some baloney false teaching Amen. garbage Amen. that's out there. Yes. I know who he is. Mm -hmm. He's biblical, just so you know. Like just so you know. Amen. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm just like, thank you for letting thank me. Thank you. Bless you. Maybe thank, you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. All right. Say it again. I said, how dare I hug him? He was so sweet. And he did smell great. I have to tell you. The, the men at the prophecy conference, um, <clears throat> two men in particular, 
smelled super great they because they were cologne and stuff and 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 that and dawn was one of them you know and and i got an awesome opportunity to talk to his wife uh marie or is it maria i think it's marie i'll have to look on the website to verify because it's been a while marie yes marie marie was sweet she was great anyway um and billy crone pastor billy crone totally wears a, a great cologne as well <laughs> bareface doesn't wear cologne you know, I don't know what, why, why don't you wear cologne? Hey, I wear aftershave. I don't really smell it though. Hmm. I mean, these guys smelled super good compared to like, I mean, you know, you. you well, know maybe, I, mean? I, I don't know. I was thinking I could contact them and ask what they wear, but then that might seem a little weird. My wife um, wants to know what it is that you wear. Uh, and That's even, that'd make me even more <laughs> uncomfortable if I were them. <laughs> it would be kind of funny, wouldn't it? Uh, hey, Don, do you remember me? This is Stacy from Bible News Radio. You smelled so good when I interviewed you. <laughs> what is your cologne? <laughs> it's quick. Somebody's had him in this show, and he'll, he'll even answer. <laughs> uh, anyway, I guess the reason it was noticeable is because, you know, it is. I don't wear perfume, and you know why? I'll tell you why. Because... Because I'm allergic to so many different scents. And when I was a therapist, you know, one of the things they taught us was don't wear perfume when you do your 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 counseling. Because, you know, it could trigger people that come in and see you, blah, blah, etc. So I am curious. This is an impromptu poll since it is Valentine's Day. How many of you wear perfume just or cologne? Put a one if you do. Put a two if you don't. I'm just curious. Just curious. Just curious. Put a one if you wear cologne. Put a two if you don't. Put a three if you're like, why are you asking me this? This is like such a inappropriate question. Yeah, cologne does smell different on different men. It does. The most violent words were said to leave the... Okay, I don't even know what that meant. Well, that's not topic. It's toxic, most of it. Of course. <laughs> yes, it is. But hey, if you're going to die, you may as well smell nice doing it, right? Uh, okay, so you guys wear it. You wear cologne. Okay. Well, looks well. There you go. The three of you that answered the question. Sometimes, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, you know, just saying. There are some people that feel that cologne or perfume is part of their, you know, normal cleanliness and thingy. You know. Now, I do like my hair to smell nice. Because when people are close to me, they smell, I mean, their nose gets like stuffed into this big curly mane of beautifulness. I use oils. Holly, hubby wears clothes. Okay. There you go. Erin, Erin is saying that she uses oils because she's a young living representative, by the way. You can go over to our website, BibleNewsRadio.com, and you can see we have a, what's the link? Trusted Associates. Trusted Associates page where you can buy stuff from those people that I know them. There is Erin. Uh, she is a Young Living uh, essential oil person, distributor, I guess is the right word. And then we have Carmen Sanchez who sells um, Mary Kay as well. And by the way, speaking of that, in a couple of uh, days, one of these days, I'm going to be having um, uh, this lip sense thing on and, and I'm having a, a worldwide renowned direct sales expert uh, who is considered the queen of lip sense on our show 
Uh, she's a born-again believer, radically saved. Uh, she's hilarious as all get out. She did a, a Facebook video um, a couple of weeks ago about the whole abortion thing, and um, I met her through Vicki Fitch. And anyway, after I saw the video, I was like, yeah, I'll have you on my show. And then we're going to talk about her product, uh, which is this lip sense. Uh, it's like a permanent lipstick that can come off after like a whole day. It's not like the... If you're like me, lipstick isn't cheap, okay? <laughs> I mean, and you put it on and then you drink your water. It ends up on the water bottle. It's so irritating. Anyway, this stuff is not supposed to do that. So yeah, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but uh, but I'm going to be getting it one of these days, hopefully before Monday because I'm having her on the show on Monday. So, yeah, we're going to do that. And who else was I going to have on? There's one other person we were going to have on to talk about something. I'm going to look deep into the camera eyeball, and it will help me remember. <laughs> right now. Who was it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, do you like it, Aaron? Okay. Have you guys heard of... Okay, let's see. It's called... Oh, come on. It's called Ruby Ribbon. How many of you guys have heard of Ruby Ribbon? Okay. <laughs> it is Valentine's Day, after all. So I'm kind of talking girl stuff. Uh, Ruby Ribbon happens to be a... Uh, it's kind of like Spanx, right? How many of you have heard of Spanx, right? Probably... Because of Oprah Winfrey, you know, like talking about Spanx. In olden days, like when in my dad's era, you know, eh, Shani, you know, in the olden days, it was actually, <laughs> the Spanx was called a girdle. <laughs> Just saying, it was a girdle or a, or a, I don't know, whatever they call it back in the olden days. Anyway, so Ruby Ribbon, and, and this, you guys, if you're a man watching this, just so you know, this is actually something you might want to know about for your girl, okay? Just so you know. So Ruby Ribbon is actually a direct sales company that sells basically female undergarments like in order so a woman can get rid of her bra or brassiere if you want to be more like long and snooty sounding. Uh, anyway, so it's like the braless... Um, it's, it's like the bra, it's their, their motto is basically, hey, stop wearing a bra, throw that thing out. It's so archaic, right? Anyway, so long, long story short, um, my friend told me about this. I'm meeting a lot of interesting people in, in local networking. <laughs> and we're going to be doing a virtual party, okay? Uh, so it won't be on Bible News Radio. I'm not going to interview her on that, but... But we will be setting up a virtual party so that you can learn about these products uh, so that you can free yourself and your girls, uh, but you can keep your girls still uplifted and, you know, it, and there won't be any wrinkles or wires or anything like that. So uh, the technology is uh, is super great. So um, there you have. Well, anyway, so we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> All right. I have a story here out of the United Kingdom. And you got it? I got it. All right. Listen to this, you guys. Mother is no longer gender-specific term, government lawyers say. Can you believe that? I mean, this this right here is the insanity of our world, our current world, right? So listen to this. 
and this was published today on Valentine's Day. Mother is no longer a gender-specific term that applies only to women. <laughs> lawyers say, because lawyers know everything, right? <laughs> lawyers on behalf of the government have said, oh my gosh, a barrister representing the Department of Health made the remarks at a high court hearing over whether a transgender man can be Which means she's a woman. Right. Can be recognized as a, quote, unquote, father on his child's birth certificate. The man who was born a woman and is identifiable only as TT, which, you know, the letter T and the letter T, for legal reasons, became pregnant after undergoing successful fertility treatment despite already being legally recognized as a man. He, he which was really a she, uh, has taken the general registrar and the government to court after he was told he had to be cited as the child's mother, not father, on the birth certificate. Okay? Just so you know. Well, given, the, given that the person gave birth to the baby, that's normally the mother. Yeah. And anyway, I can't read the rest of the article because you need to pay for it. Oh, I'm... Or you can just register. I'm, I don't want to register right I, now. I'm, I did with a... Okay, you read the rest of the article. Can't then you I, see it on the screen? I, it's too small. I'd have to, It's blurry. Because it's like one point font. That's what I'm looking at. All right. It's not because well, I'm blind. It's just like... It looks the size of an ant. Like the tip of my pen. Literally, it's it's that high. All right. Well, so I little. Can, I can take it up then. Go ahead. You take it up. All right, earlier in the hearing, government lawyers cited confidential documents written by civil servants uh, which suggested T.T. could simply be known as a male mother. <laughs> I'm the, sorry. Welcome to the 21st century. That's too funny. Echoing those documents, Ben Jaffe, QC, told the president of the High Court's family division, Sir Andrew McFarlane, that Quote, the status of a mother is no longer gender specific. <laughs> Pause for effect. Unquote. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> a home office source told the Telegraph that a woman who transitioned to a man would still be recognized as the child's mother. Uh, being a mother is no longer necessary a gender term, a gendered term. A man can be and is, in this case of TT, is a mother. He has chosen to give birth and lovingly raise a child, he said. His comments were supported by a home office source who told the Telegraph that under the current Gender Recognition Act that they have in the UK, a woman who changed sex to become a man would still be regarded as the child's mother. A change in gender does not affect the person's status as the mother or father of a child, the source said. The source indicated that the government would consider if any changes to legislation are needed once the verdict, which is expected from Sir Andrew in the coming weeks, has been handed down. Mr. Jaffe suggested that Sir Andrew should rule against T.T.'s claim because other transgender men who have given birth to children happily adopt the term mother. This is not an unusual view in the transgender community to refer to a transgender man who has given birth to a child as a mother. They recognize the complexity of the situation, he said. <laughs> you think? However, TT's team of lawyers argued that forcing their client to be registered as the child's mother would be, quote, insensitive, dehumanizing, and stressful. Unquote. These people kind of need to be slapped a little bit. <laughs> Just smack them. 
Um, anyway, I'm not going to go on and read it. Um, okay, because I got another story I want to show you. Okay, but let's uh, get back together here after I sneeze. Ah, <laughs> okay. um, one more time. Maybe. Maybe not now. Anyway. Everybody's like this. Um, now, no. now, even... Yeah, maybe, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I mean, this is important on the birth certificate, who the mother and who the father are, uh, especially when it comes to hereditary issues, stuff like that. And, you know, there are reasons other than just... Uh, a cultural or a, or a, you know, a whatever. It's more than just a name tag. You know, when looking at genealogical records, it's important to know the mother and or the father. Yes. Uh, for a number of reasons. Medical purposes. Medical purposes, etc. Uh, so... You know, it, it's recording a point of fact. It's not It's not sticking a gender label. You know, it's not a gender identity that they're sticking on. The birth certificate records the mother. I mean, important stuff. And so this woman, identifying as a man, is raising the fit because the birth certificate for her child says that she is the mother. Okay. Did you see the article I just sent you? Uh, no, I did not. <clears throat> Listen to this, you guys, because this, this is still in the transgender thing. Trans activists demand we pay for their womb transplants and other health changes. Yeah, <laughs> who would have thought, right? I'm going to read that headline again. Trans activists demand we pay for their womb transplants and other health changes. Yeah. I got to remember it's that way. Okay, there you go. Right there. See that? Yeah. Okay. Just saying. All right. Let's read this one. We are now collectively beginning to see what takes place when a society is in the grip of mass delusion. This is not the first time in history that mass delusion has swept through a civilization, but it is undoubtedly the severest case. Elderly women and young mothers are being bullied by the police for insisting that biological men are men. New genders, and I cannot find a single person who can actually name more than a half a dozen of the apparently 50 plus that now exist, multiply almost weekly. Women can have penises. Men can get pregnant. Children should be taken at their word if they are confused about their gender. Some of the manifestations of what we will one day see as cultural insanity would be almost funny if totalitar totalitarian transgender activists didn't insist that those of us who chuckle painfully at their hysterics be immediately prosecuted. Like the example of Jessica Sampson, a biological man identifying as a woman who made news in January because he is, quote, regularly reduced to tears, unquote, because the UK's National Health Service is having trouble scheduling him for laser hair removal surgery. The news articles on this tragedy, of course, all obediently refer to Samson as a she. This, the, this, this surgery, says Samson, is essential, and the inability of the healthcare system to get him this purely cosmetic treatment is, quote, 
mucking around with people's lives, unquote. The 39-year-old Samson's major complaint, complaint is that he has to shave twice a day, which is difficult because he identifies as a woman. Quote, it is difficult to explain why this is a big issue to anyone who hasn't had trans thoughts, unquote. He noted, but I have been on hormones long enough for my body to start changing, but I still grow beard every day and I have to shave twice a day to maintain some sort of normal lifestyle. Did you get that? Did you catch that? Samson has to shave twice a day because otherwise his face will betray the truth about his sex, that he is a man. And that is what he unironically refers to as some sort of normal lifestyle. The National Health Service has come under massive strain attempting to catch up with the range of transgender services that are suddenly being demanded, especially over the past several years. Last week, the Daily Mirror reported that a leading British surgeon is now saying that, quote, transgender women, unquote, biological males are, quote, entitled to womb transplants so that they can carry a child. Recently in Brazil, doctors announced the arrival of the very first baby, that was born using a donor womb, which had been transplanted from a diseased donor to another deceased. woman. Oh, deceased donor to another woman. Now, Christopher Inglefield of the London Transgender Clinic says such transplants could quite easily be done for a biological male identifying as female as well. <laughs> quite easily? I'm not sure about that. This is crazy. This is just insane. Okay. How long is this? Wait, okay. More than that, Inglefield and several other experts are stating that free wombs for transgender people should be an inalienable right. Once the medical community accepts this as a treatment for cis women with uterine infertility, such as congenital absence of a womb, then it would be illegal to, de to deny a trans female who has completely or completed her transition, Inglefield stated. There are clearly anatomical boundaries when it comes to trans women, but these are problems that I believe can be surmounted and the transplant into a trans female is essentially identical to that of a cis female. Further, the Mirror reported, the Human Fertilization and Embryology Authority confirmed there are no regulations in place to prevent a trans woman who has received a uterus transplant from having IVF treatment. Now, this, I have to that wait. it's never been done. Okay, yet. I just have to say something. As a woman who had a uterine um, cancer scare and had my uterus removed, um, <laughs> they the the medical doctors actually never even suggested to me that I could get a womb transplant or uterine transplant so that I could eventually get pregnant and have child, which would be you know would have been my preference, right, to be a mom. But this is insane. I mean, this is completely insane. Just saying. Okay, anyway. Well, uh, just real quick. Why, why this is such a big deal in the UK, of course, is because of the socialized medicine. Right. No one pays for it directly out of pocket. They pay for it through out the wazoo taxes. But, you know, so when it comes to the, quote, free, unquote, health care, that, you know, it's not services you pay for directly out of pocket so everyone's entitled well if you know if this if this biological woman you know is getting ivf treatments 
that all of her fellow citizens pay for, then why not this wannabe woman? After all, the Gender Recognition Act in the UK has recognized this man as a woman, so therefore, quote, she, unquote, should get IVF treatments too. Forget the fact that no man has ever received a uterine transplant yet, but they're already talking about, well, when it happens, that, you know, we'll be entitled to, you know, fertility treatments and stuff like that. Not that it's not difficult already for a true man, a biological male, to get pregnant. (laughs) Well, my question is, okay, let's just say for sake of argument that, it is possible to put a uterus inside an actual man's body. What the heck is going to happen with the penis of the man? I mean, seriously, I mean, where's the birth pain now going to be? Is it going to be through the butt? I mean, let's just be, you well, know. Well, well, they said they've completed, if they've completed her transition. <laughs> you know, it would be illegal to deny a trans female who has completed her transition. So the guys had the complete trans- cosmetic surgery that outwardly kind of resembles a woman's anatomy, but, but, you know, every cell declares otherwise. No man can be a woman Mm. unless you have had an actual bloody period, just saying. And, and and cramps and bloating, and you have to wear high heels and nylons during your period, just so you know, okay? You have to go through that in order to be a real woman, and you need to have breast tenderness, and all the stuff that goes with that. Just saying, if you really want to be a woman, that's part of womanhood. Just so you know, not some of this BS that you guys are thinking or calling or being a woman. And when you still had a uterus and yes. you know an endometriosis, uh, to just understand what's going on, I study up on that. And with the uh, and with the uh, that's why I'm just, a cheerful woman I am today. I mean, just yeah. with the with the balance of. Um, estrogen and progesterone and the um and the metrial cells that bind the two the two um the two hormones in preparation for pregnancy and there's just it's a complex and wonderful world that all goes on i can't imagine in a transplanted uterus from a well there was the case of the woman to woman i understand that because all, all the wiring and plumbing and everything in the cellular level is there to, you know, uh, facilitate all those processes. If you put a, a uterus in a biological male, I don't, I imagine that I don't care how many hormones you pump into that man, I can't see a, I can't see a successful pregnancy. Yeah. But... Well, let me finish the article. Yeah, go ahead. I just, it's. <laughs> well, some guy in here, wait, I got to find the comment. Let's see here. Bob's making comments, but a Bishop 7000 said, you should be praying for them instead of doing this scope and laughing at them and calling names. Who's um, calling names? I'm, nobody's calling them names. And you know what, buddy? Hey, you know what? You're not the boss of me and what I can do on my own scope. If you don't like what I'm talking about, get the heck off here. Hit the X. Leave. Bye. Don't let the door hit you. Wait, there is no door. <laughs> Get on your own scope. 
be brave, put an actual profile picture on your thing instead of looking like a little egg. And you talk about the issues yourself. Don't tell me I should be doing something. By the way, that irritates me when people tell me what I should be doing. Don't ever tell me that. Don't ever say the word should to me because I will smack you one. Really. I mean, that just, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that just, that's. That's one of those words that, like... It claims a moral authority. It does, and it's condescending at the same time. So, well, in this case, it is. Okay, anyway, a handful of trans advocates in the medical field, by the way, have been advocating for free free wombs for transgender people funded by you, the taxpayer. Of course, this is actually in a... Um, I don't know where this is at. In the UK, in the where, UK. where, where okay. every medical service is taxpayer funded. Gotcha. Uh, for a couple years, human rights in 2019 are whatever transgender people demand to bend biological reality to their will and transform children into a commodity that people can demand as a right. Not Pe- a responsibility, but a right. Right. People often ask me when this delusion will stop pushing further, but... It has become increasingly clear that this train has no brakes. It is picking up speed and it is heading directly toward a sharp curve. We are being told that we must disbelieve our own eyes and suspend common sense in favor of a new ideology that has not yet finished evolving. And that is so true. As I've noted before, one of the interesting things about the transgender delusion is that it is an ideology being imposed from the top down. Go into any construction site and start asking the workers there if men can get pregnant or if women can have penises. Even better, try asking some farmers at a livestock auction whether men can have vaginas or whether a man identifying as a woman should be able to demand a free womb funded by the taxpayer. You will search long and hard before you can find anyone who actually believes this stuff. Some of them may actually commit the heresy of laughing out loud. Yeah, For which they should be prosecuted. Yeah, they should. Not. Anyway. Or at least upbraided by a troll on Periscope. <laughs> right now, the majority of people in our society have not yet bought into this nonsense. That's just true. Right now, in maybe five years, they will have. <laughs> um, trans activists will claim that polls indicate support for their, their ideology, but as one political analyst once put it, polls are commissioned to shape public opinion, not to measure it. And that's that's actually true. They ask people questions like, should transgender people be treated with respect and dignity? Which is something I and everyone else know would agree agree with wholeheartedly. Duh, hello. They then use the resulting numbers to claim that their ideology is popular. But if they were to ask if a preteen children should be put on hormone blockers or whether a man can carry a child or whether a biological male should be allowed in girls' showers at school, that would produce an entirely different series of answers altogether. So, there you go. That's the end of that. That is that. So, it, I mean, we I could do this topic <laughs> all day long. And, and the reality is that these people are mentally ill. I mean, that's the reality. And they're not dealing with the underlying contribution to whatever caused that confusion in their heart and their mind. It's never, ever, ever going to change uh, their DNA, ultimately. They can mess with their body parts all they want, and they can have a gazillion surgeries, but from head to toe, internally and externally, they are DNA, whatever gender they are. You know what I mean? So, just saying. It is what it is. So, anyway. Oh, 
by speaking of that, <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Ariel Ministry, which stands on the side of good, you know, good biblical Bible teaching, which is getting rarer and rarer these days. Uh, you guys can go to ariel.org. Those of you guys, hey, if you're a regular viewer to, to the show, thanks for coming in and actually supporting Ariel with, with uh, your purchases and stuff. That actually helps us. You can use coupon code Bible News. Uh, and you can go over to our website, that actually, BibleNewsRadio.com. Click over there on the resources page, buy stuff. You know, over there, it will help us. It helps the show. You know, if you, Randall and I were talking about this earlier today. We want to meet, we want to reach more people, right? We want more people to know that we exist. That we're the voice of reason. Yeah, occasionally we, we, you know, make fun of stuff. But, you know, we get the news out that a lot of people won't talk about. And we, do it, we do it with fun. And we never, ever, in my opinion, and, you know, you could disagree with me if you'd like, but I don't think we ever disrespect people. We read the news and then we mock the news. <laughs> it's not the people. It's the, new, it's, it's the actual world view that we mock more than anything. And, uh, and you, Chad... Dude, you need to learn the Bible better because yelling judge not in my comments tells me that Matthew 7, you don't completely understand that at all because that's actually a judgmental comment coming from you, mister. So, <laughs> anyway, so it's just, anyway, so if you want to support us, you can become pillars of the community like a lot of you are. And, uh, and by the way, thank you for your donations. We totally appreciate it. I mean, you know, they do help us a lot more than you probably think, but they do. And I really want to make the message of what we do go farther in the world. I really do. I want more people to know a couple of things. Number one, that there's hope. You know what? All this dire news, it depresses people. I talk to a lot of people and they're like, yeah, politics, blah. You know, our world is going to hell in a handbasket, they say. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> it's fulfilling Bible prophecy. That should encourage you. But it should also encourage you to get out there and share the good news of Jesus Christ, right? Who came to set the captive free, who, who loves us with an unconditional love, who can deliver anybody from any bondage of sin that they're in if they truly want it. You know, the, the, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55 that God's word does not return void. It will accomplish that which he sends it forth to do. I believe that. I actually believe the Bible. I really do. I believe I believe it because I know it's true. It's kind of crazy, you know. Uh, so I want more people to know about this. And me and Bareface, I mean, that's kind of like our mission. We're on a mission from God, people. Yeah, we are. And, uh, you know, hey, if you want to join our mission, then... Donate to the show and share it out. Share it out on all these liberal platforms that are run by socialists, you know, like Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, you know, YouTube, uh, all these platforms we're on. They're not Christian. Hey, you know, what? I made a conscious choice to not put the show on a Christian network on purpose. Okay. I made a conscious choice. In fact, I will tell you when I first started the show 15 years ago, I did put this show on OnePlace.com. Now, OnePlace happens to be one of the, the biggest places online for Christian content, okay? I'll, I'll tell you what happened there, too. This is a true story. I put our show on there. I'm a no-name, 
uh, person at the time, which I'm still pretty much a no-name. But, you know, I mean, really, nobody knew who the heck I was. I put our podcast, which was not even remotely produced as good as it is today, way back 15 years ago. We put that show over there. And you know what? We got an audience. And I remember one place, the people there telling me, wow, we are amazed that, you know, um, your show is doing super good. It's it's right up there with the with the highly paid million dollar ministries that are actually on that platform. We just we we took ourselves off because it got too much. I mean, they wanted like five hundred bucks or something to have my show on there, and I'm like, I can't afford five hundred bucks to put my show over here on this Christian network. That's insane. I have friends that have YouTube channels and they they put their show up on um on all these different things and they get it broadcast into quote millions of homes etc they pill they pay tens of thousands of dollars you know probably way more than I even want to know to put their show up there and they get virtually no return on their investment right but they might be a little bit more well known because they have a bigger so-called platform I don't care about that. You know what? When Jesus called Peter and the fisher guys, the fishermen, you know, he called them become fishers of men. Let me ask you something. Did Peter fish in one location most of the time, do you think? This is just, uh, you know, hypothetical. My guess is he probably did. He probably fished in that one place that he fished all the time. And Jesus called him and said, hey, you, hey, you, Mr. Uh, Pete, you know, you're going to be a rock. You're stubborn as heck. But hey, we're going to take you <laughs> and you're going to become a fisher of men. So what's he do? Gets his fishing pole and he teaches Peter how to fish for men, right? By sharing the gospel. Of course, he reached him with, you know, the analogy of fish because he was a fisherman. He wasn't an educated guy per se. He fished. He knew a boat. He knew the water. He knew the fish that he tried to keep. All that type of thing, right? So Peter only fished in one spot. That's where he got his, 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 his fish. And I think it's the same way with each one of us. I think that God puts us in a certain area and he gives us the opportunity to fish for men by sharing the gospel wherever we're at. For some reason, four years ago, we found Periscope. So that's, we've stayed on Periscope. I know a lot of people who've jumped off Periscope. They're like, hey, Periscope's gonna die. Periscope's stupid. Look, we got Facebook Live. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm staying on Periscope because that's where God wants me. And I, I love it. I think it's great. I mean, we're on these other platforms too, but most of the people that are on these other platforms came because of Periscope. So anyway, what I'm saying is, is, you know what? Every ministry needs money. If you like what we do, donate, right? Because God's got us on these liberal platforms for a reason, right? He's got Pastor Percy here on this liberal platform. He's got Pastor Tommy, he's got Rick Costa, he's got Jason Wallace, he's got Becky Ryan, he's got a whole bunch of people on these platforms sharing the gospel, right? And and so support these people, right? Peris- Periscope does rock, Melanie. Yeah, it does. Anyway, also, hey, the other thing you can do if you want to support what we do uh, is, um, is, you know, become a Legal Shield member. You know what? This morning we were at... Um, um, a uh, networking meeting 
And um, and I got a new Legal Shield member this morning. It was super cool, you know, just by share, showing up. Um, um, and 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 the the funny thing about it, I have to say this, it's so cool, is the lady who runs the the meeting. She bought ID Shield from me earlier in the week, and she had us all go around and introduce what we do, kind of on the side. And so I said, well, you know, I do this, and I'm a lady of justice, and what's that? And and there, what there's like ten people there or something today. Um, and anyway, they're like, yeah, tell us more about what Legal Shield is and Ladies of Justice. So I just sat there for like, I don't know, 10 minutes or whatever. And I explained the service of Legal Shield. And she's like, hey, I should sign up for that. I, just, I said, yeah, I, I think you should. And she said, sign me up. <laughs> I said, okay. Because I didn't want to, you know, when I sold her ID Shield, it was because her identity had been compromised and, and messed up last year. So that's what she wanted to do. But but the the fact is, is that this service, the value of it far outweighs the cost of it, which is highly, you know, unusual to, uh, you know, direct sales. Um, so that is something you can learn more about uh, by going to what Randall put up earlier, which he just took down. But, you know, bit.ly forward slash uh, LOJ 2019. You can go there, sign up for it right there through the link. And I have some associates in other states that one day, hopefully, will be talking about how they're selling it too. Then, if you could want, you can go buy it through them too. Um, when when they get that ready to go, right? People, <clears throat> yeah, you can't do it. Can executed prenuptial agreements be changed? Just asking for a friend. Actually, um, we do look the those services are actually covered. You have to be a Legal Shield member for 90 days for those services to go into effect to be covered under the plan, and they 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 require that 90 day period for obvious reasons. Okay, they they look at divorce, um, the prenup which we do provide, the will, uh, and adoptions. Those are all covered under the basic, and there is only a basic plan. It's only 24.95 a month. That's all covered under that. So you can learn more. Just go there and look at the videos on the website. If you don't want to listen to me, just go watch the videos. It explains what the services are. Um, and, I mean, you can't lose. You really can't. You cannot lose with this membership. Uh, so, anyway, there you go. Okay, Randall, you have any other final thoughts? Because we got a couple of minutes before. we got to go see my dad for the Valentine's Day thing. <laughs> yeah, I was over here looking at uh, a complete list of, of genders. Yeah, how many Suppose, are there now? 15,000? I, I don't know. Um, it doesn't give a name. But uh, this person says, um, I've done a lot of digging, visited a lot of websites, and contacted a lot of people. And there are, a, and after a lot of work and time spent, I've completed what I believe to be a complete list of all the genders Tumblr has invented so far. Of course, this is Tumblr we're talking about. <laughs> They'll probably invent another one tomorrow. But I, I, I can just show the list, perhaps. Okay. Um, I can't read it because it's like... Yeah, I'm trying to... Um, but nobody else will be able to read it either. Cause anyway, but you'll get an idea of the, the scope of it. Uh, here are the A's. Those are just the A's? Yeah, then the B's and the C's. <laughs> These are the D's, the E's. That's insane. The F's, the G's. The H I J K L M. Here's the N, the O's. O's are a short list. <laughs> Obro gender, omni gay, orb gender, and owl gender. 
Owl? Yeah. Like O-W-L? Yeah. It, sees, it says C, nocturnal gender. Okay, whatever the heck that nocturnal means. Nocturnal gender. Gender that feels more intense during the night, but weak slash non-existent when it is light out. Who All, comes? That's insane. Also known as bat gender, owl gender, or moon gender. Is this a joke? No, this is <laughs> I, on, on society. Yeah, P's, Q's. Um... Oh no God. R's, surprisingly. No what? R's. We need to rectify that problem. There, here's some S's, T's, mm. U, V's, W, uh, X's. No Y's yet either. Mm. And then Z, Zodiac gender. There's no Y yet? That's surprising. Yeah. Even though there's X and Y chromosomes, there's no... But you know what I noticed about all of these? All of these genders? The I don't know how many hundred there are. But they're all based on some amalgamation or combination or contrast between, guess what? Their emotions? No. Mm. Masculine and feminine. <gasps> male or female. Uh. And it's like, well, if there really are, are all of these genders, if, you know, we're understanding our... Uh, and I was looking at a site called genderspectrum.org or something like that. Um <laughs> Uh, if I mean there really truly are all these <laughs> genders, why is it? Is it because we're so primitive and backward and not evolved yet that mm -hmm. we can't describe them in any other terms but masculine and feminine, you know, or, or boy and girl? Because I'm talking about well, it's it's like it's like Zerl and and Zoy and. You know, that it's like, well, it leans feminine, but doesn't like the label of being girl or boy and the things associated with that. Anyway, it's like, okay, well, okay, let's let's describe these other genders. Are there any cues? Melanie wants to know. Oh, plenty. Questioning is one. Um, right? It has to be. Oh, actually, there's only two cues listed. Does Hallmark have cards? For all the genders for Valentine's Day. Yeah, you, th you think so? They they don't. Maybe they, they not yet. Probably though, not all the of them. The cues listed here are quiver gender and uh, qua gender. Okay. Anyway, some so, like qua gender is Bob feeling. Wants, Bob wants to know: Are there any? Is there a gender for confident, wealthy? powerful person probably <laughs> we wouldn't fall into that category bob <laughs> yeah. confident yes wealthy no powerful nah not so much oh boy yeah <laughs> that's funny bob has a sense of humor yeah but if i like bob ah <laughs> Yeah, but if, you know, you see, and this is just a, a small list, but uh, a small graphic, but if you look at, you know, the, the symbols, they're all some... Male-female combo. Yeah, and it's like, well, if there really are, you know... Stop being logical. Why can't we describe them in any other terms but masculine and feminine terms? This coincidence it's, it's or? a mockery of god i mean uh, yeah you know we all know that day, we talk right. about that all the time I you guys know. know that 
And it's sad. It really is sad. And that's what drives me crazy is that people will not look at the root issue. And yet the irony of it all is that in order to have these surgeries, you know, they get approved by these crazy psychologists and things who actually give them approval. And people are like, well, yes, the APA says blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, the APA is completely politicalized. I have girlfriends that are, that are, I can't say flaming liberal, but they're very more liberal than me, extremely more liberal than me, who don't like the APA because of the politics uh, on both sides, you know? So it's, yeah, it's crazy. Only the uneducated who really don't know what the heck's going on in this particular world actually see that. So, uh, and I mean uneducated sincerely, not like, I mean, they're ignorant because they they don't really know all the stuff that's happened, which is most of the people in the world because they look at the liberal media and believe what they say. Just saying. So. Go to the source material, people. That's what you have to do. Go to the source. Always go to the source. When people tell you what the Bible says, oh yeah, the Bible says blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? Where in the Bible? Just curious. Where is it? <laughs> I had an atheist tell me what the Bible said. In, a, in my water aerobics class, I'm like, have you read the Bible? <laughs> she said, no. I go, really? Okay, so you're so confident in telling me the Bible said that, but I read it, I've read it every day, almost every day for 30 years. I've never seen that in there, but you're sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, all right then. Well, then I should just believe you because, you know, what I read is like irrelevant for the last 30 years. So anyway, it's, it's crazy. All right, look, it is Valentine's day. Uh, we already went over an hour. If you, hard to believe, uh, but we did, you guys got to hear my dad. If you were here at the beginning of the show, he called in. <laughs> so if you want to hear me and my dad talk, go back and watch the beginning of the show. Um, and tomorrow I think is Friday, right? Yes. Yeah. So tomorrow's free for all Friday. Yeah, it is. So I hope to come back tomorrow. Uh, and I think I will be doing a get slugged in the morning. Hopefully we'll get back to the names of God that we are looking at this week, except we didn't today for obvious reasons. Um, and I hope you guys have a good evening with your beloved people. If you are single, I hope that you just, you know, spend time with your pet. If you have a pet, love your, love your pet. Just give your pet a kiss. Yeah. Like I did on Instagram with Gideon this morning. He was being so sweet. I had to Instagram him. Anyway, and be sure and check out and legalize for all your legal needs. Yes. Appreciate that endorsement of our business. <laughs> True story. Yep. Anyway, hope you guys have a good evening. We will see you tomorrow. Remember, be bold. People, stand up. Go with God because he loves you. And uh, don't get too discouraged by what's going on be encouraged because you know what it means it means the lord's return is one day closer than it was yesterday and that's good news so hang on to that